0: Welcome to episode 13 of the Been There Lost Fat podcast.
1: Real education and advice from people who get it. We've been there, lost fat, and successfully helped many others in doing so. We're here to help you weed through all of the bad information and gimmicks to reach your health, fitness, and physique goals in a sustainable way. I'm Sarah Fucinari, an integrative health practitioner, certified nutrition coach, and head coach of Team Fit With Me, here with my assistant coach and certified nutritionist, Jess Floy. What's up, girl? Hey, good morning. Um, I'm super excited for today's guest. I know I say that about every guest, but I genuinely am excited. (laughs) Um, She has an amazing story. She has been a Fit With Me client, I did the math this morning, for two and a half years almost. Um, Welcome to the pod, Nicole. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> um, thanks for being here, especially on a Saturday morning. We're recording. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not not exactly the crack of dawn, but I barely slept last <laughs> night, so it feels like the crack of dawn. <laughs> I would love to say it was because I was having a really good time, but unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, oh, no. can, you, can you do a little brief introduction, like where you're from, what you do, um, and then we can dive into uh, the health and fitness stuff?
2: Yeah. So like Sarah said, my name is Nicole. I'm from Lake Stevens, Washington. I am a dental hygienist, a mom, a wife. Yeah, and I've been here for about two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And
1: (laughs) we have a fun little like backstory here. There's an interesting added (laughs) level and dynamic. Um, Hey Jess, how do you
0: know Nicole? (laughs) (laughs) Nicole
1: who? (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Nicole and I have been friends for... Oh my god i don't even I was know since like, 16 years yeah something like that since, what, 2006 2007 yeah yeah so yeah. we met in college uh, in our mm-hmm. sorority um, and mm-hmm. have been bffs ever since even through all sorts of moves and cross-country stuff and you know we're, we're we're the type of friends that we see each other maybe once or twice a year but it doesn't we don't ever skip a beat so um mm-hmm. it's pretty Cool. Yeah. We've been, we've been through it. We've been through the ringer together. We've, we've done lots of, lots of fun things and I'm (laughs) sure we'll get into more of that here uh, in the pod. Well, I think what's so funny and what's so
1: cool, like just in our team in general is that, you know, we've been blessed with just like purely organic growth um, which means that everybody really comes from somebody. So it's like you could breadcrumb and connect the dots (laughs) between Mm -hmm. all of us, um, which is really awesome. and right, And it makes it fun for me because you know, I like all of you guys. <laughs> Not that it's a requirement, but it makes it a hell of a lot more fun when you like your clients. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> Nicole, can you just give us a little background on your health journey, like before we linked up, and you know, and and a little recap of that?
2: Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, we could take it back to like ten years old, or we could take it back to yeah, yeah. I've girl. <laughs> I've just been on this. I. think I came out of the womb big, and it just kind of kept going from there. Um, My relationship with food has never been great until now. Um, It's much, much improved. But yeah, I mean, think middle school, I was doing slim fast shakes and vegetables. I remember my mom making that for me when I had come home from uh, softball practice. Mm -hmm. One thing, I was always active. I was always in a sport, but I just, it's always the biggest one. Had to find my own uniforms, because uniforms never fit, but it didn't stop me. So that was good. (laughs) Um, And then, I mean, low carb diets, uh, weight watchers, um, boot camps, very restricted diets, all the things. Green tea, fat loss pills.
1: um what was that hydroxy cut yeah oh my god yes wait (laughs) do you
2: remember when you
1: could buy like fentramine at like a gas station and you'd be like yeah i would like go (laughs) i would go with my best friend in high school in her red ford mustang and we would go to quick check and we would buy cigarettes and we would buy (laughs) fentramine and then we weren't eating carbs so we would go to the diner because in new jersey diners are a thing and you could smoke in them and we would be. I don't know if we would like cut class, but it was definitely like in that age, we were old enough to be driving, so we were like seventeen, and we would like sit in the diner and we'd order bacon since we weren't eating carbs, and we'd smoke cigarettes and we'd uh, we'd pop our fender. <laughs> that diet didn't work either, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but not.
2: <laughs> uh, that
1: really that really threw it back I don't I, I think that I don't, I, I wouldn't have even remember that unless you prompted it with your tail there yeah I was surprised that it came to my
2: head hydroxy cut yeah. Oh, yeah. I just yeah I mean my poor mom she just saw me always struggling and she didn't know how to help me and mm-hmm. so that was our solution you know let's peruse the grocery aisles and see what has weight loss slapped on it and let's buy it and try it. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So we did.
1: Did your mom um, struggle with her weight too?
2: Yeah. I mean, she never really made it like, uh, a... she never talked about, about her body in front of me. Um, mm-hmm. but she was always overweight and she would mention it every once in a while, but not to the extreme that I became. <laughs> mhm
1: Jess, how about you? What was your what's your
0: family situation? Um, my mom is fairly average sized. My dad is also pretty normal. But like extended family, um, lots of obesity, um, on mm-hmm. on both sides of my family. Um, but I think both of my parents tried really they they still do try really hard, um, to keep the weight off, and it's it's been very important to them. Um to the point that like my mom struggled with bulimia for a while when I was, um, I don't know, between like eight and 12. Um, and I don't think I really connected the dots there until I was older as to like what was going on. Um, but yeah, the, the, both of them have, um, parents that are severely overweight and I think that it they, they like, they made it a big deal. And so there was always this kind of pressure on me from, uh, from my parents to, you know, be healthier and get more in shape and it backfired. So.
2: Uh, My dad was definitely more overweight and he and I would always do like low carb Mm -hmm. diets together. That was kind of our thing. My mom would whip up all the vegetables Mm -hmm. and my dad would be out on the grill. You know, my brother got to be pretty overweight as well, but he has lost an extreme amount of weight himself. So. I never, I don't know, I never felt the pressure like Jess was describing. I just, I just always wanted that mm-hmm. for myself and I just could never. Well, I mean, it. we grew up in the freaking
0: low-rise jeans era. Of course we wanted to lose weight.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fucking muffin top, whale tail from the back. Bop <laughs> top, <mom, laughs> <and> low-rise
2: jeans. <laughs> Shoving that the nice- Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I would cover everything up with the layered tanks, though. Oh, yeah. That was my security blanket. Multiple (laughs) polo,
0: layered tanks.
1: (laughs) You know, it's funny. Like, my my parents were – well, so my dad has yo-yoed quite a bit, um, and and he talked about that in that the intimidation episode – Um, I think he had like a 60 pound, like merry-go-round that he went on. Um, but within like my memory and my lifetime, like both my parents have been quite fit and thin and, you know, always, uh, strength training and, you know, you know, above average physiques, I would say. Um, and they, and, and it was, they lived a really healthy lifestyle, but I think that the, that the thing was for me that. I always kind of felt like a little black sheepish because I was like looking around at all everybody is so hot in my family. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Um, but I think that, you know, <laughs> science just wasn't where it is now. And so the only thing was, you know, to do the extreme things. Um, and so I think that, you know, a lot of it was my mom was always, my parents were always supportive, always and jumping on board, do whatever they could. Um, but the the education just wasn't there or where it is now. Um, and you know, and I know that my mom specifically did like everything in her power to help me because she saw, and it wasn't because she was critical of my body. It's because she saw the pain and the discomfort that came along with that. Um, and for some reason, as we were, as, as you were just talking Nicole, I thought about when uh, when we were, when I was in high high school, you know, how they would make you like line up to, uh, at the nurse's office, like once a year and everybody would get on the scale. I don't know if you had to do that, but I had to do that in mm-hmm. my high school and I was fucking traumatizing. Oh my God. No, they would literally gosh. put your whole gym class <laughs> in a row behind the scale and they would, and, and somebody would take your weight and then <clears throat> say it out loud. So somebody could write it down. And I remember standing in that line. I mean, oh, like it was no. horrible. And my friends were all like these little teeny tiny girls. So they were, they were getting on the scale and they were like 120 pounds. Well, like I wasn't, I like looking, I thought I was, I, I was fat in high school, middle school, but I wasn't, I was, you know, I was, I was, just a curvy girl. Like, you know, I got my period early, I had boobs and all that stuff, but it was so horrible. My mm-hmm. friends were like 120 pounds and then I get on the scale and it would be like 150 pounds or whatever <laughs> it was, which like, so was not fat. But, I, but for me, it was like awful. And I even remember, uh, I remember walking away mm-hmm. from a specific time that this happened and this asshole gym teacher who was up, definitely would be in jail now, um, he said to me, um, if you just lost 20 pounds, you would be a 10. And I was like, excuse me. I like, and I went home and I like told my mom and she was like, what the fuck? Wow. Um, but it is like, yeah. those things that you know, I think people a lot of time don't realize the, the impact of the things that they say. Um, right. and you know, things, things that they, that mm-hmm. they probably couldn't even recall are things that were like, this is why I am going to be paying for therapy for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Of all the things that you've done, Nicole, what is like the most extreme, Mm -hmm. dumbest thing?
2: Mm -hmm. I think it was maybe like 2015 or 16. I did, it's called Health One. It's these packets, strawberry, chocolate, vanilla, and potato. But that's all you ate were these packets. And you could bake with them like a powder uh, you know make shakes okay yeah and it was like a class that i went to and we would journal and i believe it was something that was once implemented in hospitals mm-hmm. for weight loss um but this was just at like a mm-hmm. wellness clinic
1: could you at least um
2: that was that least i least probably
1: constitute the potato flavor the, the potato ones so you can make it like mashed potatoes <laughs>
2: oh you can- yes you can make it like mashed potatoes yeah you could add like a tablespoon of like i think it was uh what is that jiff jiffy uh that you make cornbread out of oh yeah and i would like do a tablespoon of that and i could make like a little bread
1: oh my god the <laughs> little, concoctions like i oh my gosh and um, i have been down that road of yeah. like what can i put together here to make it take to make it reminiscent mm-hmm. of the thing i actually want to eat
0: mm-hmm
2: Yes. But now, like, you know, looking back at it, I'm like, yeah, that definitely wasn't sustainable. There was no way. I lost a good 80 pounds, like, but Mm -hmm. it came right back, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so that and then probably one of the last things I did was a boot camp with a very restricted uh, meal plan, one size fits all. Um, And I have never worked out harder in my life and never have I felt more inflamed and, just mm-hmm. awful, but I would lose a little... I felt very strong, but I wasn't really losing any mm-hmm. weight at all. Like, this almost 400-pound body doing 100 burpees and... Oh,
1: my and God, that sounds like I my worst nightmare. Box jump <laughs>
2: and it was... Yeah, I liked the atmosphere, and I felt like it was good for, like, my spirits at that time mm-hmm. in my life, but...
1: I was just, uh, I heard a a consult call with somebody this week (laughs) that she is like very soon out of having weight loss surgery, like two months. And she's like, I'm going to CrossFit four days a week. And I was like, dude. (laughs) Absolutely, you should not be eating that. You're eating probably (laughs) 700 calories a day. Let's maybe, let's breaks on the CrossFit. Yeah, it was wild. And it's just, and it's crazy that even like the CrossFit gym is like encouraging her to go there four days a week. Like how fucked is that?
0: I mean, Um, I think we see that a lot though, with really like irresponsible, like advice, you know, having people uh sign up for, um, for like bodybuilding competitions, you know, four to six weeks after they've given birth. You know, like we see this kind of stuff all the time where you're getting really, really misguided information. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. it's interesting because... You know, everything was modified to fit me, but was the modify enough? Like, I... Yeah, like I could never keep up with everybody else. Those burpees took me four times as long as the person next to me, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, that didn't really make me feel good either. Nicole, I don't um, even want to do one burpee okay, yeah. Even yeah. At, my, at my fittest. I don't ever, ever want to do There's a burpee no, again. Like- I and, like I and I don't, and I don't, and it's amazing. I don't want to bounce anything
1: around. Like I don't want to <laughs> no. run. I don't want to jiggle. I want like, to. I want to <laughs> really like, a lot keep of money to Agreed. Right, right. I want to keep gravity on my side. It wasn't yeah. cheap to lift these titties up the first time. <laughs> what was that? What was yes. the powder diet called that you just uh, that you were just talking about?
2: I believe Health, health One. one. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Yeah. White packet, green writing. (laughs) Sear Yeah. I was talking to Dwayne about it last night. Oh. Because I bought so many and I kept them in the cabinet for years, thinking, Yeah, I'm gonna get back Mm -hmm. on this one day.
1: Oh my gosh. I did that with um I did that (laughs) system. (laughs) Like I would like get like the auto delivery Mm -hmm. and I would be like, I'm gonna Mm -hmm. need this stuff. And It was oh my god! It was not awful. only was it, did it taste fucking awful, but the it was, the portion sizes were so small. Like absolutely not. I'm like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, so,
2: I think that's one program yeah. I did not no,
1: do. You I didn't miss out on small. anything. It was awful. <laughs> but they would be like, okay, we're good. gonna give you this like dessert, and this little like carrot cake, and this whatever. And I'd be like, oh my god, I can have that. And it would be like a, it would be like yeah. two inches by two inches. <laughs> And it tastes like cardboard. And it would taste awful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hold on. I could have, yeah. it, I can have Ugh, one bite of real carrot sick. cake and, you know, probably not hate my life as much. If you but want to know what it hope, tastes like, take happy.
0: your Amazon box, yeah. you know, and just chew on that. And there you go. You <laughs> yeah, that is about right. But, yeah. you know,
1: it works for Marie Osmond, so. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. um, so how did, how did you find team fit with me? I think we already gave a, you know, th- that kind of the answer on that, but you know, what, why well, should say, what led you to, to, to the program?
2: I, uh, I was, I dunno, what was I, a couple months postpartum pandemic hit. I was told I couldn't go back to work because I was so unhealthy and my doctor said the thought of you getting COVID like you probably won't make it. Your inflammatory markers are so high and you work in people's mouths all day so probably not where you want to be. I was like what? This is my life. This is all that I know. What do you mean I can't go back to work? (laughs) Um, And then Jess was like I think I found a magician. I was like, uh oh, what? <laughs> She's like a magician. She's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. She's like, got a meter. And I was like, I don't know. I can't, like, one more thing. I mean, one more thing to try. I don't know. I was ready to do weight mm-hmm. loss surgery, but I didn't think my insurance would pay for it. I didn't want to go, you know, I also didn't want to go down mm-hmm. that route. So, um, Jess was having a lot of success and showing me all of her pictures and saying that she was like eating real food and good food and wasn't feeling restricted. And that sounds like a trick. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. I'm all in. I was miserable. I was hurting. I was, I had a new baby. I... <laughs> Take your time. Just, I said I wasn't going to do this, but I just needed to be the best mom that I could be. And I, I had no other outlets. I tried literally everything besides <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Maybe the one, Nicole, you never know. <laughs> Maybe I would have been the one, I don't know. But, um, yeah i was just like okay i've got nothing else to lose here i am tell me what to do i'll do mm-hmm. it
0: yeah you, did. I did.
2: Are
1: you give, me, I, give me an idea of i actually <laughs> didn't do the math but i do have a, i do have a sneak attack for you here but what, what how much weight have you lost now
2: mm-hmm.
1: from your highest well,
2: i lost a little bit before i started with you but almost 135 unbelievable pounds. you're such a badass
1: that's awesome
0: yeah.
2: Um, and eating all the delicious foods, working out less than I ever have, but like in a 30 minute amount minute amount of time, like accomplishing mm-hmm. so much, you know, versus a two hour gym session. And enjoying That's
1: her life. It was, just, it was just your baby's birthday a couple, what was it? Two weeks ago. And you were, and you, yeah, yeah. He's three. congratulations, mama. Um, but, but you, you enjoyed, <laughs> you enjoyed and engaged in the festivities in moderation, guilt-free. Um, and I think that that's something that, you know, it, it's, it's a conversation I have a lot is that there's a time and a place for everything. Like everything has a, you know, has a, has a place in your journey and that mm-hmm. having those hard and fast rules is really what sets us up for that burnout and those, those big swings and binges. Um, but apps like, you know, who wants to live a life where you can't throw a party for your son and enjoy mm-hmm. a piece of pizza Um, and not have it turn into the whole pizza and you know and all that stuff and and i'm not a mom and so you guys can probably speak on this or can definitely speak on this in a more educated (laughs) way than me but i would imagine that you would want (laughs) to show your kids that you know what the time and place for things exactly
0: Mm -hmm. exactly being able to lead by Mm -hmm. example and set them up for success and be able Mm -hmm. to have cake at his birthday party Mm -hmm. like that's that's, it's important to Mm -hmm. a three-year-old that you're able to like share in their festivities they want to share with you like it's they think that that's cool. So to be able to have that and not have it completely derail you, that's freaking amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. So I went, th- I, I, I dug into the archives. and had to take a little digging here mm-hmm. to find your original mm-hmm. intake form. And so When when Mm -hmm. Nicole came to me, she, um, she was, you were super open-minded from day one. You were like, um, and, and I love that when, you know, I, I always want somebody to to question my knowledge and to challenge me so that they understand everything. Um, but you came in and you were like, I want to know it all and I'm going to go all in. I'm going to do my very best. And that's how I was with my coach. Like I said to my coach, this is the last thing that I'm going to try because I'm so sick of the fucking pain that comes along with failing every time I try something, including weight loss surgery. Um, but I said, but I'm going to, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to do everything that you ask of me to the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. I'm going to communicate with you. And you have been like that from day one and you know, on day, whatever we are now, (laughs) you you still are that way. Um, which is why you've had such incredible (laughs) success. But when you came to me, I said, um, in my intake form describe your goals and i'll i'll go i'll go through them briefly i'll, I'll go through the highlights um you said <laughs> i need to work on my mental game and then get to keep the demons out i'm so tired for five steps forward and ten steps back i need help transforming my mind to fit a healthy lifestyle i want to be healthy i have a family history of diabetes and heart issues i want to avoid those both i want to rid myself of back and knee pain I know weight has a lot to do with both of those. My job certainly doesn't help my back, but I know it's not the only cause. I wanna have more energy, less brain fog. I wanna be able to do all the activities with my son. I wanna be able to ride rides with him. I wanna be able to chase him around the park, go on bike rides and have the energy to keep up with him. I want to show him how to fuel his body with food and not have such a horrible relationship like I do. I don't want to have the fat mom. Kids are so brutally honest it hurts. I don't want him to be embarrassed by me. (laughs) do you remember the writing this by any chance this is a long time kids. ago
2: <laughs> yes I do now um, yes kids have no filter that was mm-hmm. a big fear of mine
1: uh, mentally and physically want to be the best version of myself for my son he deserves a happy and healthy mom i want to break my addiction to food and binge eating and quit using food as a crutch i want to be able to have a piece of pizza and be okay with one and move on and not obsess <laughs> over eating the rest of it or feeling like i'll never get to eat it again um, same for all of the not so good foods. I want to be mentally strong enough to have some and be done. I want, uh, I get so worked up over the idea of a cheat meal. Like I can't decide what to have and I get sad and I can't mm-hmm. be normal and eat. Whatever. Oh my gosh. When I, <laughs> I would like plan a fucking cheat meal. Like if I, if I was, if I had a cheat meal on a Friday, girl, I would spend the whole fucking week being like, how many, how many things can I fit inside my body on this day <laughs> or this meal or whatever it is. <laughs> I think we've all done that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, -hmm. and the way that like Jason does things is he does give a free meal, but he's, he's thinking, you know, go out and have like a filet with a big potato, some broccoli. (laughs) like That's what he was thinking. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm going to have five martinis. I'm going to have, you know, X amount of pizza (laughs) and whatever else that was, I I, that was literally, I would always treat my free meal. Yeah. Sorry. Tangent. Um, a long-term goal of mine is to be able to go on jogs. I feel as though I was loved to use jogging as an escape or an outlet instead of wallowing. Um, and you, and, 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 it goes on a little bit more. I think that I've, uh, I think that I've exposed enough here. Um, but it's crazy, like reading through this, um, from my end of things that like you, you don't even like read as the same person. Like it doesn't track. You've totally transformed in so many ways. It's crazy.
2: I'm just thinking, listening to that, like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. That's better. That's better. That's better. Like. Did it.
1: (laughs) It's a good thing I hold on to all this shit.
2: I mean, there's still work to be done, but
1: wow. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, So when we linked up, that was, I think that's a really good recap of that. And I was like, we're going to do things in a little bit of a different way here. Um, Before we focus on, you know, really turning up the dial on fat loss, I was like, you got to be in a place that you're healthier here. And, um, you know, and I, and I happen to also pull up your labs, um, but there was a lot of hormonal, hormonal dysfunction going on. There was a lot of inflammation. And so to add the stress of an extreme diet, like you had experienced time and time again, um, was just making things worse and working against you. And so the things that you were doing that seemed like the right things, you know, I'm going to severely under eat because, you know, it's going to make it happen faster. I think we hold on. 25 minutes in, we finally hit on time in this episode. <laughs> has to be, but time comes up in every episode. Um, but you know, we're sold all of these things that are so extreme because they're fast and sexy and marketable. But ultimately, they're not faster, right? Because even though we might get that immediate, like that initial uh, response, that never—I don't know anybody who's like gotten to their goal all the way to the finish line and then been able to maintain their results by doing the extreme things. But when it comes to the exercise piece, um, you know pounding on your body just wasn't the move. Um, and, and I'll tell you that from my end, uh, your perception of you in your intake form is so different than my perception of you and my experience with you. Um, I've never felt like you were like lazy or had like, you've been dedicated and you've had a really incredible, um, and you know, above average work ethic from day one. I think that and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of what was going on with you was a lot of what was going on with me, which was also going on with Jess. Go figure. Was lack of education. You just like you were like, listen, I've tried all of these things, but you hadn't tried the you know the the right the right thing for you.
2: Yes, definitely. I thought I had, you know, I thought I had a good amount of knowledge, and I love science and all the things, but like nothing was working for me and where my body was at. And I I think that's the part of, you know, working with you that I've loved so much is the science and, you know, healing my gut and estrogen dominance and insulin resist. like I didn't know what any of those mm-hmm. things were. And you
1: just named like so, the, like some of the top reasons why it's very hard <laughs> to lose weight. And some of the top things that I see on labs and most common things mm-hmm. um, that really are working against us. And I know for me that doing the labs with Jason, like that was a game changer for me too, because I was always like, I go to the doctor mm-hmm. and they would be like, you just need more willpower. You just need to eat less and move more. Your, yeah, your exactly. labs look fine. Exactly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, yeah." Now, knowing what, what I know now, you didn't even run the labs to see what was fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and secondly, I think that a big mm-hmm. uh, thing that we see and that we discussed in the pod when Chris was on is that, you know, when, you're, when your standard doctor looks at your lab work, they're not looking at it in a, like a preventative health or an optimization way. They're like, you know, can I prescribe you something for this? <laughs> um, and are you dying? Like, are you, are, you, are you like, you know, obviously sick in, a, in some sort of like an um, acute way that we need to fix something, right? And so when they look yeah. at labs, they look at what's the result? What's the reference range? Okay, you're in reference range. Let me move to the next thing. Well, first of all the reference ranges are like are you know is there something really like you know that are you dying basically the reference ranges are total fucking bullshit. um you know optimal ranges are something that they don't show you but i think the other missing piece is looking at how the whole body works as a system um because you can't just go line by line and check it off the list and um and i really hate that when doctors send and I, you know i relapse all the time and sometimes people will like forward what their doctor says and they'll send like three sentences, three sentences in a prescription yesterday, actually. And I was like, girl, I'm going to record a 15 to 20 minute long video and I'm going to explain everything to you. <laughs> and we're both going to learn about your body. But I think that's such a missing piece. And I don't think it's, I used to think doctors were serious assholes, um, but I don't now. <laughs> I, I don't think there's any ill intent there. But I think that it's just not the way that they're trained. And the other piece of it is, is that. They don't want to uncover root causes because if they do, they're now responsible for them. So that's another reason why, you know, I'll give somebody a list of labs that I need. And a lot of times their doctors won't run it. Nicole happens to be one of the unique people whose doctor was like, I think this is awesome that you are advocating for your health and that you want to learn about you. And your doctor has been on board from day one, like from day one with whatever we're doing here. And has actually referred
0: us clients. (laughs) She's yeah. that on board. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, yes. you're, you're in the minority there. Most doctors will say, I have no medical reason to run these labs. Um, and I can't tell you the amount of people that sign up that are on like mood altering things. Like, gosh, the amount of fucking clients on Lexapro, it's like unreal. It's like we could be keeping that company in business, um, you know, and anti-anxiety drugs, <laughs> ADHD drugs, all these things. And by the way, I have no problem with any of these things. And I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to pretend like I am. But I do think that um, that this whole approach of putting a Band-Aid on things instead of getting to the root cause is exactly what it does. Like uh, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite uh, guy knows who has a book, I think her book's called Beyond the Pill, Jolene mm-hmm. Brighton, also a great account to follow on, on the gram. She says, you know, giving somebody birth control yeah. for anything but just preventing pregnancy is like putting a Band-Aid on a splinter instead of removing the splinter. <laughs> So we know the splinter is still going to be there. And so, for somebody to give you birth control or mood-altering things without first digging into your lifestyle and your hormones and your labs and all these things, um, it's really just like in my—I feel like it's malpractice, honestly. Uh, I, I really do. I think it's really fucked up. Um, we had a client this week that she she has so many gut issues, and it's because her diet is fucking terrible. Um, And she's not like, she she doesn't have Mm -hmm. a lot of fat to lose, but she's pretty unhealthy. And she said, um, I need to have this kombucha incorporated into my meal plan because it was recommended by my doctor. It's the only way that I can poop. I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Did your doctor mm-hmm. ask you anything about your nutrition? <laughs> Did they give you any feedback there? And I was like, I would have my hackles up for somebody to say, let me give you this fermented sugary kombucha so you can poop without removing the like red flag mm-hmm. inflammatory foods in your diet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure that's that's
0: wild.
1: wild. Well, I guess my point being mm-hmm. that I think that thing there's a time and a place for everything even, even kombucha, even weight loss surgery, even, you know, any medications all those things, like I'm not being, I'm not judgmental on that. I do think that everything can be used, you know, for good or for evil, but I do think that you need to like go take things in stages. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's something that, um, that has really changed in my coaching styles. I used to be very much like, you know, throw the kitchen sink at it and attack a lot of problems. And now I'm kind of like, okay, what's like the what's the biggest, heaviest hitter here? And then we can see what the trickle down is and kind of fill in the gaps.
0: For sure. Yeah, Jess has seen that for mm-hmm. sure with my uh, yeah. <laughs> my programming. has changed yeah. over the yeah. years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, because for everybody, it really comes down to nailing the basics and nailing that consistency. And that's something that we've seen Nicole do for years now, you know, mm-hmm. prepping the food, eating the food, getting the strength training in, doing her cardio, taking her boy out for walks. I mean, she's she's nailed it. And, and that's, you know, there's a lot of other things too that have been worked on outside of that, but that's the forever work. And, uh, you know, think about like your boot camps, like think about if you had to do that and like progressively like increase the intensity there to like- Oh my God, that sounds like so- now? That, that sounds like so many
1: unnecessary yeah. hair washes. Like, honestly, I don't want to fucking sweat like that. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. not totally at all. And I don't even have to go to a gym anymore. I do it all from the comfort <laughs> of my home. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> like,
1: well, I think it's important to point out, and we'll dive into it a little bit more, that it's not like Nicole has had this, like, you know, like, super easy journey since we linked up. You know, she still does have a real life and she has had, you know, plenty of struggles and frustrations. And like we all, even the person with the fastest results always feels like it's moving too slow. And I think that we all feel that way of getting frustrated on that. You know, she is a mom, she is a wife, she does work. She's got a lot on her plate here. So she is, you know, she is, she is super in a lot of ways, but the reason that she's been successful is she's refused to give up. Even when things have gotten hard, even when she has fallen off track, you've also always been Um, honest with me, if something has happened, Um, you know, you've never tried to hide anything. And I think that yes, it's useful for me as the scientist over here. Um, But also, I think that's a big step in healing. Mm -hmm. um, When it comes to uh, disordered eating is, you know, having that that being able to be honest with yourself.
2: (laughs) It's refreshing to come to you for confessions like I do it and then I stew on it. And I'm like, if you just tell her, you will feel so much better and you'll be able to move on that much Mm -hmm. faster. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that helps me. Um, And that's something my husband always says. He's like, you don't ever hide anything. You're always very honest. And he's like, I think, honestly, that's what's given you the most success. And I'm like, I'm only hurting myself Mm -hmm. if i hide it you know like and then i'm my worst critic and i'm the hardest on myself so if i'm just put it all out there then i'm like you got to get these cookies out of here because i'm about to eat the entire Mm -hmm. thing can you please remove them you know or i'm like hey watch me eat five of these because i got i gotta Mm -hmm. do it right now Mm -hmm. and then i'm gonna be done you know like well and the three (laughs) of us are so lucky that we have supportive partners and i think
1: that a lot of times, people are like, "Well, if yes. I'm focusing on this thing, then I expect my husband to jump on board and do it with me." But I yeah. don't think that that's. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I think mm-hmm. that's like not a reasonable expectation. This is such a personal thing; you can't force anybody to do mm-hmm. it. I do think we could probably agree that, in you know, in in different shapes and forms, that this lifestyle is contagious. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a partner that you know yeah. supports you and like for me, um, my husband's like the best listener ever. If I tell him, like, "Gosh." anything hey babe that bread is tempting me can you move it on the other side (laughs) of the table like you know stupid little things like that um really have you know helped in it and it is such it's not a requirement but it is such a luxury to have a a supportive partner as well yeah
2: Mm -hmm. i told them from the beginning i said i am all in on this and you either need to be all in with me or you're gonna have to fend for yourself go girl (laughs) I can't focus on you and your meals and needs and mine. Like I have to do this for me. And he was like, yeah, okay, you know, whatever you need. So when I prep proteins, I'll make enough for him. Sometimes I don't know, but it's it's just worked out great for us so yeah, and Mar- and, yeah I think having that support is And like
1: I, I think you do similar to what I do Nicole where like all Mark and I will have the same like but mm-hmm. you know like base ingredient or the same style of meal but maybe we'll assemble it a little bit differently or maybe I'll mm-hmm. have a different carb or whatever yeah. it is and so we still are like essentially enjoying the same meal I'm not cooking two dinners um, but we might enjoy them in a different way mm-hmm. that's how you do things too
2: right yeah, Yes. Yeah. he'll have two massive burritos and I'll have a taco salad and maybe a tortilla if it fits mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> what I do too. Yeah, that's
1: totally what I do yeah. too. Um, so what did you think mm-hmm. joining the team would be like and what has it actually been like?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it would be a lot more... Controlled, you know, by you, um, which it was in the beginning for sure. Um, just as far as you know, I had no idea what macros were or how to calculate them or any any of that. So you know, there definitely was a lot more hands on um, from you and from Jess helping me. Um, I thought the workouts were going to be. Much more intense than they don't get me wrong, they are intense, but in a yeah, different not in way. A sweaty way. I don't, I don't even know, yeah.
1: Sometimes I lift and I like small muscle groups, yes. I, I won't even get like, like sweat. I mean, I'll like get a little bit shiny, but I'm not like dripping yeah. in
2: sweat. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> I, I do them before work, and my coworkers are always like, You work out and you come in and you look like this. I'm like. I get You're it done, you know. Like you know? sometimes I'm extra sweaty, and sometimes I'm not. Like I don't know, but this is the time that I have to fit mm-hmm. it in. Um, what it's actually been like is just—I just have so much freedom, and I. You know, we have our meal plan base that you can choose from. For me, that doesn't work for me. I need to just do it my own way and keep everything simple. When I overcomplicate things is when I get too stressed out and I I don't do what I'm supposed to do. I remember there was one time you gave me like a free Week of meals, and I was like, No, I hate it. I don't want it. I want to do it. My own way. I there are some things that we
1: do that people really like that don't work for me either. That's one of them. It's because I mean, there are times that I enjoy cooking and it being a production, but most of the time I don't. I want to keep it simple. Um, I want to eat things that are super easy to count and assemble.
0: Mm-hmm
2: yes Mm -hmm. exactly i have to keep it all separated i cook my protein in a pan i cook my carbs in a pan my vegetables and then i assemble like that's just what works for me i do a lot of frozen veg to keep it easy um yeah the easier the better Mm -hmm. i used to try to make all these fancy recipes and weigh it and divide it and no Mm -hmm. no 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 that is like and everyone (laughs) That is not it. Every once in a while
1: you have the notion that you're like, oh, I wanna try something new. I wanna I'm I want to cook for enjoyment, not for you know, yep. taking it off my list and setting myself yep. for, up for success. But I feel the same way with the with the database. Like mm-hmm. there are times that I'll be like, Ooh, Jess, what was that salmon recipe? Send it to me. I feel like that. But otherwise mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just mm-hmm. filling I know you do this too. I'm just filling up a bunch of fucking cookie sheets with vegetables and throwing them in the oven while I buy the while while I prep the other shit. Yeah. So this can be done from one hour. Yep.
2: Exactly. I call it my sometimes I call it my part time job, though, because from putting it in uh, the or app or what is it mm-hmm. chronometer to doing the grocery shopping, to cooking it, to weighing it like it is still a production and a process, but I have it simplified down to where it works best for me. And I think that's my, one of my biggest tips of advice is you have to do what's best for you. If making extreme meals is what you love and that like fuels you, then great. But if you want to put a bag of peas and carrots in a microwave, then Amen. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> um, well, I
1: think that that is, uh, you know, I think that it's so funny that you said it's like a, another job. Like I, I view it as a hobby. <laughs> It sounds a little more enjoyable, Um, but but it is work and it is learning (laughs) a skill and that takes practice and repetition. And also when you're trying to make changes, you're going to be a little bit more specific with things. I'll tell you that, you know, later down the road, because you're doing all of this work now, Um, this is, you know, and and to an extent, I think it already has become part of you, but I'm I'm speaking specifically on the, you know, weighing every single thing. Um, You're not going to have to do that forever. You know, that's, this is a season that you're in right now, but because you're going through this season now, you're acquiring skills and knowledge that you're going to use for the rest of your life. So you can get to that chupacabra place of eating intuitively. And this is, this is the work that's really setting the stage for that. And this, you know, this time of investing is going to have a return for the rest of your life. And I've, you know, I've experienced that myself. And that's, it's, it's really cool to, uh, to, to be really confident in your, you know, in your health and your decisions and all of that stuff. But it's because I put in the work and you're, you're putting in the work too. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I have, you know, a, a free meal or a calorie counting day, like I feel so, I don't have that anxiety around it anymore because, I know what four ounces of rice looks like. I know what four ounces of chicken, you know, like I can, I can do it intuitively better and more accurately. You know, I know when it's not Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, I know when I've overindulged, but just not having that stress around it and knowing that I can, I can eat pizza again, mm-hmm. this, you know, tonight, if I wanted to, I just have to make it work. And sometimes it's worth it. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's not, and you just have to decide when those times are for mm-hmm. you. And sometimes it's okay. Like there's times I'll go to my parents. And
1: sometimes it's okay to to go over your calories yeah. I and mean, you shouldn't feel any guilt or shame. You shouldn't lie about it. And then, again, that's yes. something that you've never done, um, is yes. that pieces and removes the shame from mm-hmm. that. Um, But, you know, I think that 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 is something that always needs to be. And we've touched on it a lot here is that there's appropriate times and places for everything. And I think I probably said to you, I would guess, (laughs) if I recall, um, that there's a big difference between, hey, I had a Mm -hmm. piece of pizza and, you know, a couple bites of cake to celebrate my son's birthday versus I woke up in the middle of the night and I blacked out and binged, And then I hid all of the wrappers. I didn't I hid them from myself, (laughs) let alone my family. So I was so ashamed, (laughs) even if it has the same caloric value Mm um these are totally different situations Mm -hmm. for sure
2: Mm -hmm. yes definitely you've definitely said that to me you're like you had a blizzard with your family great did you eat it in your car by yourself Mm -hmm. and then throw away the evidence no okay even better you Mm -hmm. know so and yes like i've already said i am my worst critic and when i check in and i think that you are going to chew me a new (laughs) asshole you literally never do and i'm just like huh okay you know like God, <laughs> I and i think it's because you know that i'm hard on myself you, <laughs> and that i will just get right back you imagine how
0: you i'm sorry can you imagine if we ended up on the biggest loser and we really did have the drill sergeant fucking breathing down our necks
2: oh i don't know that yeah. i would have made Jess it would have been like
0: <laughs> fuck you
2: I already cried on here. Oh, Can God. you imagine?
0: We would have made great TV, though. We would have. We would have.
2: We would have. I don't know why they didn't choose us. I guess that wasn't part it was of our thing. It was not journey. part of our uh, It was sure fun to be famous for a day.
1: <laughs> so what would you see, say was the, the major player and the thing that, that changed the game for you?
2: Um... I think a lot of it has to do, I love science. And I think just under, you know, you explaining the science behind my body to me, like it makes sense because also like we've touched on, like, I just always thought I was a failure. Give me like any other type of goal, you know, like a work goal, a financial, like I will meet that goal, but give me a weight loss goal. Like I I couldn't obtain it mm-hmm. and it, you know as much as yes my eating habits were definitely a part of that um my body was always working against me like i would have one cheap meal if you will and i would gain 10 pounds because my body's response to that meal you know versus now i have you know maybe even a weekend and i go up one or two pounds or stay the same you know it's just my body is in such a different place now um you know, I just think, I don't, I know like supplements aren't everything, but I really think. So, so you mentioned the, um,
1: you were talking about how you felt like supplements really gave you an edge. And I, I totally agree, like supplements work. And if they're appropriate supplements for you, um, certainly they can give you an edge. But if you did, if you just took supplements and you weren't doing, as we were talking about those heavy hitter foundational things, they wouldn't work. Um, you know, it's, a, it's again, like taking things in stages with that.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, I but... definitely feel like, you know, changing. I w- there was a lot of foods in the beginning that didn't sit well with me and we sorted through those and then slowly added things back in. Um, I was eating so much cauliflower rice <laughs> that my body hated that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God.
1: My husband would divorce me if I like um, roasted broccoli. I love the way it tastes, but I absolutely cannot have it. It makes me, it just upsets my stomach so much.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think sorting through all of those things, and I was definitely eating a lot more clean in the beginning um, than I ever was before. So I know that that had a lot as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I just, I, yeah, it's again, that scientific part of it, your body's actually has a metabolism again and can process the foods properly and you know regular bowel movements like all the things mm-hmm. that I, I just felt the inflammation leaving my body I always felt on fire like I felt like my skin mm-hmm. was on fire um yeah. I don't feel that way anymore
0: I can remember one yeah. time um pretty early on after you started and you were like um I feel so good now. Like, was I just surviving, feeling like total shit all the time? Like, how shitty did I feel all the time with how good I feel now?
2: You're totally right. Crazy, but I would eat and I would feel awful, and I just thought that's the way life was. What? I don't know. That's so bad. But I would, I would get these awful like stomach cramps and pains and I'd have to run to the restroom and especially after eating out you know um I know some of my girlfriends can definitely account for that just like (laughs) we would eat out and then we'd go shopping but I would spend the majority of the time in the bathroom like and I thought that was normal like it's not normal
1: No, it's like, it's just no way to live your life. It's, um, but, you know, but until we know how good it feels to feel good, you don't know how bad you feel. I think that there's that. Yeah. Um, totally. and, I, and I think that on your point about like the science aspect of it, like that has totally set me free. Obvious, like the, the obvious part of that is just, you know, knowing knowing what to do um, and knowing how to assess data and make changes. And I'll also tell you that for me personally, um, it, it makes this experience more, um, objective and it kind of takes the emotion out of it for me, because this is like so emotional and so personal. And so I find that even, even me, still at times I get in my fields, just, just knows, um, that when I am in that subjective, that emotional place that I can move into objective, rational, factual brain. And that's been a huge asset mm-hmm. for me.
0: hmm i mean it's taking the morality out of you know food and behaviors and you're not a good or a bad person if you work out today or not like mm-hmm. that it's it feels good for your body and it's good for your body and it's going to help you progress towards your goals but it doesn't make you a bad person if you miss a workout or mm-hmm. eat a less nutritious meal um and i think that's an important distinction um and, you know, putting in in the terms of, like you said, and, and putting in very scientific terms and turning these things into variables instead of, you know, good or bad, um, mm-hmm. makes a or huge instead difference. Of,
1: I got on the scale and I gained three pounds. I'm a failure. I, I uh-huh. must not be doing something right. Okay, well, let's look at your hormones. Let's look at your sodium. Let's look at. Hey, did you? If I have a heavy leg day, I reliably am two and a half pounds heavier the next day. Um, how did you sleep? I always say whenever anybody sets up, is bumming about a scale bump, just. You're, you're the casualty here. I'm like, if Jess does not sleep well, she literally will gain six pounds overnight. If we were super emotional about Jess's bipolar scale, um, you know, we would be just like beating the crap out of your body and ultimately oh, yeah. getting nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, But that is, you know, the, the tracking of the progress and the, you know, and the, the toggling around of different things and making it objective has helped me like, I mean, exponentially.
2: I don't know how many time you times you've told me like, yeah this is how fat loss works the cell fills up with water so you're gonna go up a little bit and then it comes down I'm like, mm-hmm. okay
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> Some fucking patience what a pain in the ass yeah um, so hindsight being 2020 um, do you um, do you have any thoughts on like if uh, or I guess regrets or on not having weight loss surgery and doing this the natural way Um, you know, now that you are so far into your journey and have been so successful, what are your feels on it at this point in time?
2: Um, I'm just I'm so thankful that I didn't have to get on the table. Um, I've seen Jess go through her journey and it was not easy for her by any means. And not that this was easy either, but like I don't have those, I don't I never had that restriction of a liquid diet or this steps that go with having had had surgery um would I have lost weight faster yes I believe so um but I have all parts of my organs and that's cool right (laughs) Mm -hmm. um I don't have any regrets my only regret is not Mm -hmm. finding
1: (laughs) oh I feel I feel that way too I so I I have that feeling of you know, if I found Jason before I had surgery, um, would, would I not have opted to get the surgery? And I want to say that, you know, knowing what I know now that I wouldn't have gotten the surgery, but it is part of my story. And the reason why we're all sitting here as well, but just like we were talking about with, uh, with medications and, you know, all those things that they're and and foods and whatever there, I think that there are appropriate times to use tools, but being somebody who's had surgery and, and coached many people who have as well, um, you know, first of all, it's, the work is the same. Ultimately, you still have to do the same exact work. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's side effects to everything, every decision that you make. And I'll tell you that for somebody like you that has uh, dieted a lot and in extreme ways, um, I don't think you would have loved to have, even if you, I mean, you have that feeling of, oh, I would have lost all this weight super duper quickly. I don't know if you would, Nicole, because I've had a couple people that had already had their metabolism super down-regulated and they had surgery and they like didn't lose any weight because it wasn't creating a deficit for them. And what a fucking bummer that is. Um, But on the flip side, it's, you know, you have surgery and that puts that like initial, you know, big deficit. But eventually you'll adapt. And I think that's another problem as well, is that is is you know the repairing of the metabolism. And almost everybody adapts before they reach their goal. And then they say, Oh, it's just like every other diet I've ever tried. It doesn't work. And that was when I signed up with Jason, <laughs> it was when I had that adaptation and I was like, I am working so hard and this shit ain't working. Well you know, I signed up and I thought he was going to be like, we're going to eat less. We're going to move from 800 to 600 calories. Mm-hmm. We're going to get you working out more. And I I would have done it, man. But, uh, he was like, no, actually you're doing everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for one piece of advice for people that, Oh, and the other thing actually that I want to bring up with that is that I do find that for uh, people that opt to have weight loss surgery versus doing it naturally, a, I said the work is the same, um, but it does put the cart before the horse as far as the emotional, um, you know, the emotional journey. Because you have, in most circumstances, that 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 fat, those fast results in the beginning, and they think, oh, um, you know, my problems are solved. And then things, things start to slow down, real life comes in and, uh, and you have to go back and do all of that emotional work. Um, so again, the work, the work is the same, but, um, you know, but doing it naturally, I do find that you, you know, you dig into all of that stuff along the way, instead of it slapping you in the face on the back end, you know? Um, okay. So one piece of advice for people that are starting on their health and fitness journey. Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, get out of your own way. Don't think that you know everything because I thought I knew a lot, to be honest, but clearly I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, trust the process. These girls know what they're talking about. Do what they say, and it will work. And but you just have to be ready. If you're only partially ready, then no, it's not going to work out. Like you have to be willing to commit. Do the blood work. Do do everything like you have to be ready Mm -hmm. all in, know that you are ready when you when there's nothing else out there that you want to do then this is it you know like um, Mm yeah and if you
1: don't go all in don't expect to have the results of the people that do yeah. Um, you know, I, I, was having a conversation with, uh, with Jess yesterday about a client that said, you know, that that's, she's been, she's been, she's been here for like five or six weeks and she looks great. She's had a great recomp. She's lost fat, she's gained muscle. She looks noticeably better in her pictures, but she's not doing the lab work. Um, she's not doing cardio as programmed, insists on doing group fitness classes. Um, she doesn't bring the intensity to her training that's required. So she's floating around that 80% mark. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But you need to make sure that your expectations align with your efforts. And even if something, you know, we start with scientifically optimal, well, if doing something that's less than optimal scientifically is going to make it more sustainable for you in the long run, then I would argue that that's the better route. But again, that, is, that that time and that patient patience comes in and, you know, people say, I've seen, you know, the promotional pics of this person in three months. And I'm like, well, that person did everything I fucking asked of them to the best of their ability. Were they perfect? No, I've never met anybody that's perfect, but they've done everything that I've asked of them to the best of their ability. And they haven't pushed back, you know, they've they've everybody questions my knowledge and I, and I welcome that. Um, but they've done the shit that they don't like to do because they want the end result. Um, and even now I don't fucking love working out. Like the working out is not my favorite thing to do. It's a, you know, it's it's a hiccup in my, in my work productivity. Um, <laughs> but I, but I, and once I'm there, I don't like hate it. I, you know, it's just part of who I am at this point, but, um, but I like what it does for me. So, you know, I don't love brushing my teeth in the morning, but, you know, I really like that I don't have cavities. Ooh, that was, that was actually a perfect analogy <laughs> with our, with our in-house hygienist here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: did you know I'm terrified of the dentist? I do know that now about you. <laughs> I've never guessed that about you, though.
1: Literally, the amount of Xanax that I have to take to go to the dentist is, it's it's unbelievable.
2: Dental fear, it's a real yeah every single day. And just the way that people behave is sometimes, it's beyond me, but... <laughs>
1: It's super irrational. I've never even That's had anything bad happen. I've never even had anything intense. Like I had braces and things, but I've never had anything bad happen. But I still, even with like a full brick of Xanax, I will be in the chair, like shaking like a leaf for just regular cleaning. It's And I get mad at myself because it is so stupid and irrational, but it's a thing. It is a thing. <laughs>
2: um,
1: all right. So one piece of advice for people that are considering hiring a coach or joining Team Fit with me
2: okay I mean it's pretty similar to what I said I just think you have to know that you're ready like the Mm -hmm. full on um yeah that expectation you can't expect to give 70% and get 100% of the results because that's not how it's going to be um the time commitment that it's going to take the shifts in your lifestyle that it's going to take like all of it you have to be ready for it um you know, do your research, ask the questions. I feel like I questioned, I feel like I questioned Jess more. <laughs> <'cause that>
0: would, <laughs> Easier line that. of communication there. Yeah. Already established.
2: You really trust her? Okay. All right. You, if you say oh. it. <laughs> Jess was like so I found this cult
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> would you like to join this cult with me
1: <laughs> yeah remember how we were in a sorority together kind of like that a little bit yep. more intense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: still have to pay dues you know <laughs> it's very similar maybe a little hazing at the beginning
2: I no. a chapter meeting ends. yes um Yeah, and just be ready to face the good, the bad, the ugly, and be honest, you know, with your coach, with yourself. Um, I just can't emphasize that enough. Um, Mm -hmm. By hiding things, you're only hindering yourself, and it doesn't really matter where you are in your journey. If you're like me, and you have almost 200 pounds that you need to lose, or if you, you know, are at an optimal weight, and you just want to change your body composition, like, just have to be ready to put in the work.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And And that
1: that honesty piece is so crucial. And it's not, and you know, as you, as you said, and I thank you for saying that, that, you know, it's not a time for me to like beat you up, but I can't help you if I don't know what's going on. And it might be, that whatever you're struggling with, if you tell me that I say, you know what, we might need to make a, a change to the plan so that it can suit for you. And that's, you know, so that volley back and forth is so essential with any coach client relationship and, and on any platform, right?
0: Yeah. Yes. <clears throat>
1: Jess, this. you want to take the fun question? I was going to
0: say, are we ready for the fun one? We're ready for the fun <laughs> one. If you could have any food and have it be calorie and consequence free, what would it be?
2: Man, I i mean, anything and everything that I want to eat all the time that I either have to make macro friendly or I just avoid because I know I can't control myself. So whether that be, yes, pizza, candy, cookies, like you know, a good Taco Bell run every once in a while, like.
1: You mean you don't want that, you don't want the cauliflower rice that upsets your stomach to be
2: (laughs) your. I I just feel so grateful that I can eat all of those things and I do in moderation. I mean, just last week you bumped up my carbs and I factored in hot tamales because I wanted them and I made Mm -hmm. them, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I feel very, also very fortunate. There's not too many foods these days that disagree with me. I would say Brussels Mm -hmm. and yes, the roasted, if I steam my broccoli, it is much better for me, but, um, -hmm. many things that disagree with me these days, which is,
1: that that is, I mean, that's the magic of healing your gut. And I think that's so All right. I'm going to, I haven't geeked out on this episode. So here we go. I'll finish it off strong. Um, that when it comes to like food sensitivities or foods that are inflammatory for you, um, a lot of times it's just that it's, you know, if you don't have the enzymes to break down that food and so it causes that leaky gut. And so the junctions in your gut kind of open out, open up and cause these little like holes, so to speak, where, you know, things can seep through and cause that inflammation what I have big beef with, with these like everly well tests and these, you know, food sensitivity tests, um, is that they're totally, they're total bullshit, first of all. So don't waste your money. Um, but what people aren't told is that, well, if you eliminate this food and you heal the gut and you bring those junctions back together and you heal that mucosal lining, and then your body can digest that food again, but a lot of times it takes eliminating it and getting the inflammation down and then reintroducing it as well. Now, allergies are a different thing, but sensitivities are things that you can typically incorporate. And sometimes, did you find what your threshold is as well um but when it comes to those cruciferous vegetables as good as they are for our hormones and as filling as they are and as fibrous as they are they have a sugar in them called raffinose that literally is a gas that is released which is why we get gassy especially when they're roasted because if you think that you know roasted veggies that's why they're so delicious it brings that raffinose up to the surface um, so usually having them the same way i can't have roasted broccoli with steamed broccoli i'm fine mm-hmm Sorry, That's rabbit hole. I can't help myself.
0: <laughs> I,
2: yeah, this is the information that I love so much. It <laughs> just all <don't> makes me.
0: <laughs> can't help
1: it. Um, yeah. Well, Nicole, I can't thank you enough for, for coming on and sharing your story um and and for honestly being just such truly a pleasure to to work with from from day one i really are um we really are started as a superstar and have really really kept it up so no pressure for you know the next year
2: (laughs) going to get to that ultimate goal and i just i can't wait um you know it's been a a more of a rough year this last year just with like family things going on and, and so kind of being plateaued around the same weight hasn't been easy but my body composition has changed so much so like don't forget that that part is just as important as the scale moving like Mm -hmm. I can't some weeks I'm like that was one week's worth of change like okay wow you know it's still (laughs) to me (laughs) even I
1: Yeah. No, nobody has bitched about the scales or their coach more than I have. So, you know, (laughs) I get it. Um, but I would literally like be bitching to Jason about the scale and he would be like, Sarah, your goal is to put on muscle. What, like, what, what do you think? How do you think that's going to (laughs) happen? And I was like, wait, hold on. Can I just look better and weigh less? And he was like, no, no, no. It's like, that's not, that's not how this is going to work. But you also, we've also gone through a lot of phases over the past, you know, two and a half years where we've had phases where we've been focusing on fat loss, phases where we've been focusing on, you know, metabolic health, you know, restoring systems. We we worked on getting off birth control, so we get hormones dialed in. And so, um, you know, so I know that when we're, you know, when we do still have that ultimate goal that it can be like, oh man, well, it's frustrating to pump the brakes. Um, But it is kind of that, you know. being patient so you can serve your future self thing. And you've always been really good about that. I mean, even, you know, you're human obviously. Um, but you've been like, I understand the phase that we're in right now is that, you know, I, I can't be dieting when I'm just coming off hormones or when I have this extreme stress in my life. So knowing that things are seasonal and cyclical, I think it's really, um, helpful as well. And will give you that longevity too.
0: I think that really sets you up for, you know, life, lifelong success too because you're not gonna forever be in a diet phase like that's not our goal is Mm -hmm. to like teach you how to diet for the rest of your life the goal is to like teach you that there are gonna be these seasons and you're gonna you know be able to just coast for a little while and maintain and you know do the work to maintain versus doing the work to diet so
2: had I not had the tools and knowledge that I have now from working with you I can tell you that the bullshit life has thrown at me this last year like I would have gained all my weight back There's no question about it
1: and you've expressed that to me before that you're like I'm just so scared of going back um and I you know what I I had that what I I view it viewed it as you know a healthy fear (laughs) that that motivated me to keep trucking along um but I don't believe that you ever will and I think that this honestly this this is like this is who you are now you're not you're I'm reading through your fucking intake form like that's (laughs) not even I don't even recognize that
2: person yeah you're right I'm Thank you for reading that. It was nice to hear how far I've come on paper, even. <laughs> it was it was fun for me to look back at it too. <laughs> All yeah, right,
1: maybe... Any, anything else, ladies?
2: No, thank you. Thank you.
1: Me. I'm I'm so so proud of you, really truly. And I, I this might have been like the first time that we've ever like Facetime talked. Uh, which is so, and you're, you're, I mean, I, 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 I already feel like we know each other. So it's just so funny. That's the first time when we FaceTime talk, but I truly am so proud of you. It's been such a pleasure. Um, and, um, I'm sure that you sharing your journey, even though I know, I know it's not easy sometimes, um, is going to help other people and inspire other people to do the same for themselves. All right. Thank you for listening to the been there lost fat podcast. Our motto here is do it right. So you only have to do it once. If you are looking for personalized and customized programming to reach and sustain your health and fitness goals, check us out at teamfitwithme.com. We have all sorts of free resources. You can set up a complimentary consult with me as well.